We welcome you once again to the Lawrence Avenue Church of Christ Worship Resource Podcast for Sunday, January the 30th. We continue to hope and pray that you and your families are in good spirits, good health, and prepared to worship today. Here are today's updated announcements. Funeral services for Sister Danielle Dupee will be held at Lawrence Avenue Church of Christ on Wednesday, February the 2nd. The viewing will be from 11 o'clock a.m. to 12 o'clock noon with the funeral to follow. The burial will take place at Greenwood Cemetery North after the funeral. Now the family thanks everyone for your prayers, calls, texts, and monetary donations. Now the family has asked that we do not share funeral details on social media platforms. Church, let's continue to keep the Dupee, Otis, and McLean families in our prayers as they continue to mourn the loss of their loved one. Brother John Phillips is asking for prayers for his sister Eleanor, who had a medical procedure Thursday morning. Please keep him and his sister and their family in your prayers. Please keep Tracy Lillard and her family in your prayers. Her mother is still recovering well from foot surgery. She also had a cousin who recently passed away whose funeral will be held on tomorrow. We also learned that his mother was rushed to the emergency room on Thursday. Sister Cora Pinkerton is asking for prayers for a family member who recently had a serious accident. Also, Sister Pat Baskerville's brother, William Skip Waters, passed away yesterday morning. There are no arrangements at this time. Please keep Sister Pat and her family in your prayers. Sister Maddie Dial is still in Summit Hospital in Hermitage, but she is doing a bit better. But still at this time, no visitors, and please continue to keep Sister Maddie in your prayers. Sister Rachel Belafonte, continues to ask for prayers for her daughter Denise and her son Nathan who are recovering from illnesses. Church, let's continue to pray for all of our bereaved families that are still going through bereavement as well as for those who are asking for traveling grace as they travel on the highways and byways. We want to continue to remind everyone to pray for all of those on our sick and shut-in list and let's continue to stay connected by making phone calls, sending cards, and text messages whenever we can. Church, let's continue to respect and be considerate of the congregational COVID-19 protocols whenever and for the whole time you're in the building. Brother Kance will continue his study of Isaiah Part 1 today. The lesson text this week will come from Isaiah chapter 13, verse 1 through 14, and also Isaiah chapter 13, verses 17 through 22, as well as Isaiah chapter 14, verses 5 through 13. The title for this week is Nations Are Accountable. We hope that you will continue to tune in and study along with Brother Kance anytime on the Lord's Day. And you can contact Brother Kance with any questions or comments via his email address at bill.kance at gmail.com. Please join me this Wednesday evening as we continue our new study series titled 
growing old gracefully in God's grace. We will continue chapter 3 of the series titled, Aging and Spiritual Maturity. I look forward to being with you again this Wednesday evening at 7.15 p.m. This concludes our updated announcements for today. We will now join today's worship service. Good morning, everyone. We welcome everyone here to our worship service on this brisk uh, Lord's Day morning. It is good to see everybody here this morning uh, for our services. We are blessed to be here on this Lord's Day. Uh, this time last week, we were home uh, watching, uh, having our services at home. Uh, doing the uh, the snow, so we are thankful that God has allowed us to be here on this Lord's Day. It's just good to see each and every one of you here with us. Uh, to our visiting friends that are with us, we are happy to have you here always with us. Uh, good to see Sister Elizabeth Jones uh, and her mother Celeste. Uh, always good to Celeste Phillips. Always good to see both of you and have you all with us this morning and other visitors that may be with us, good to have each and every one of you here on each Lord's Day. Uh, I know everyone truly missed being together last week. Uh, you know, it's, it's different when we are not able to have service during the increment weather, but Lord's Day, hope that all still had their worship service in their homes. To those that listen on the podcast, you are still truly missed and hope to have you here with us very soon. Appreciate those that are uh, tuning in to our services on the podcast and those that are continuing to send in their offering, we appreciate you doing so. But again, we're blessed to be here on this Lord's Day. Remind again, masks are required the entire time that you're in the building, so make sure that you keep your mask on at all times while you're in the building. Cell phones, let's check our cell phones to make sure that your phone is off so that we do not have disruptions during our worship service. You should also be sitting in a seat that is marked with green tape for our social distancing, so make sure that you sit in a seat that is marked with green tape. Our announcements. Our deepest sympathy goes out to the family of Danielle Dupee, uh, who was found deceased on this past Tuesday morning. Uh, she was the daughter of Sister Deidre Dupee, and the sister of Sister Haley McLean, and several other members here at Lawrence Avenue. Uh, no arrangements uh, at this time are made, uh, so we don't have that information. Uh, we're asking all to continue to keep their family in prayer. Uh, we know and learn that in lieu of flowers and food, the family has a fundraiser set up uh, for uh, services for of the arrangements so you can contact a family member if you're wanting to find out about that. We know that Danielle did leave two small children, so let's keep their family in prayer. Sister Maddie Dowell is still in Summit Hospital. It's noted that she is feeling a little better, but she is still in Summit Hospital. Sister Rachel Belafon has several family members that are sick and asking for our prayers for her son, her daughter, and also for her aunt. Sister Patricia Baskerville is also asking for our prayers for her brother-in-law who is in hospital, her brother who is in hospice care, and also for herself for her ongoing medical issues. 
uh, Brother Vernon, uh, uh, Vernon Bond, he is now home uh, from the hospital, thank God, and let's continue to keep him in prayer for his ongoing medical concerns. Our weekly Bible class, we encourage all to take part in our weekly Bible class, the podcast on Lord's Day and Wednesdays at 7.15 p.m. on our conference call. We do appreciate both of those brothers, Brother Kent and Brother William Carruthers, for their services. Uh, Brother Timmy and Michael Jackson, they both are not here on this Lord's Day. They both have the virus again, uh, so they are home. They are, they are feeling okay, but they were diagnosed positive with the virus. Also, Sister Asia Lawrence also is home, and she has the virus. She is fully vaccinated and is feeling better, so let's keep them in prayer. Church, COVID-19 is not going away. Uh, so well, let's be mindful of this and do all that we can do to protect ourselves. Also, Brother Ernest Davis uh, started feeling bad and he went back home uh, to lay down and to rest. So let's keep him in prayer. Also, Brother John Phillips has noted he's also not feeling well and asking for our prayers. A lot of sickness, church, a lot of sickness. Let's keep one another in our prayer. To the church family, thank you so much uh, for your cards, your calls, and especially your prayers. I recently had a treatment that should make me feel better, uh, but it works very slow and takes two to three weeks for me to see progress. Continue to keep me in your prayer. In Christian love, this comes from Sister Joan Bass, and she sent in an offering. Also. Thank, uh, much thanks to the congregation for your prayers, your calls, and concerns during my oral surgery. Thanks be to God, all went well. God bless all of you. And this comes from Sister Deborah Bell, and we thank both of you all for those cards. Order of service on this Lord's Day, our singing, Brother Trenton Moore, scripture reading and prayer, Brother Sam Otis, our sermon, Brother Arnold Spivey, Prayer for offering and Lord's Supper, Brother Danny Gift, and our closing prayer, Brother Taylor Moore. Again, let us now prepare for our morning worship service. Thank you again for being here. Good morning. First song selection will be page 853. 853. God is so good. We'll sing all four verses. We'll sing the first verse again. Eight five three. All found? Let us see. God is so good. God is so good. God is so good. He's so good to Answers prayers. He answers prayer. He answers prayer. He's so good to. 
cares for me. He cares for me. He cares for me. He's so good to me. I love him so. I love him so. I love him so. He's so good to me. God is so good. God is so good. God is so good. He's so good to me. Page 819, page 819. I shall not be moved. We will sing all four verses. All found? Let us sing. Glory, hallelujah, I shall not be moved. Anchored in Jehovah, I shall not be moved. Just like a tree that's planted by the wall. Altars high shall not be moved. I shall not be, I shall not be moved. I shall not be, I shall not be moved just like a tree that's planted by the wall. Altars high shall not be moved. In this love abiding, I shall not be moved. And in him confiding, I shall not be moved just like a tree Splendid by the wall, altars high shall not be moved. I shall not be, I shall not be moved. I shall not be, I shall not be moved just like a tree that's planted by the wall. Altars high shall not be moved. Though all hell assail me, I shall not be moved. Jesus will not fail me, I shall not be moved just like a tree that's planted by the wall. Altars high shall not be moved. I shall not be, I shall not be moved. I shall not be, I shall not be moved just like a tree that's planted by the wall. Altars high shall not be moved. Though the tempest rages, I shall not be moved. 
On the rock of ages, I shall not be moved just like a tree that's planted by the wall. Altars, I shall not be moved. I shall not be, I shall not be moved. I shall not be, I shall not be moved just like a tree that's planted by the wall. Altars, I shall not be moved. We'll not be letting scripture in the prayer. Morning. <clears throat> Our scripture text this morning is taken from Exodus chapter 3, verses 8. Exodus chapter 13, verses 17 and 18. That's Exodus chapter 3, verse 8. Exodus 13, 17, and 18. And I am come down to deliver thee out of the hands of the Egyptians, and to bring them up out of that land unto a good land and a large, unto a land, flo unto a land flowing with milk and honey, unto a place of the Canaanites, the Hittites, and the Amorites, Perizzites, and the Hivites, and the Jebusites. Exodus chapter 13, verses 17 and 18. And it came to pass, when Pharaoh had let the peoples go, that God led them out God led them not through the way to the land of the Philistine, although that was near. For God said, let peradventure the people repent when they see war, and they return to Egypt. Verse 18. But God led the people about through the way of the wilderness of the Red Sea. And the children of Israel went up harnessed out of the land of Egypt. Exodus chapter 3, verses 8. Exodus chapter 13, verses 17 and 18. Thus is the reading of the word of God. Let us bow. Righteous and all-wise God, our heavenly Father, is once again that we approach our throne with thanksgiving in our hearts. We're thankful, Lord, for the touch of thy love that you allowed us to see this a day that we have never seen before. We're thankful for Jesus that died on that old rugged cross that through his death and suffering we might all have a right to the tree of life. Lord, we come praying asking thee to forgive us all of our sins, our shortcomings, our mistakes since the last time we approached our throne. And we ask the Lord that you forgive us of all of those things that we have said and done against our will. 
Lord, we ask thy blessings to be to continue to be upon our world in which we live. Keep us safe during these times of virus. We ask, Lord, thou bless and be upon the leaders of this land in which we live. We pray, Lord, that they will come to the round table of peace and study war no more. Bless those that are sick among us, those that are in the hospital nursing homes, even those that are at home at this time. We ask, Lord, that thy blessings be upon them and give them the blessing that they so richly stand in need of. We come praying, Lord, for those that have lost loved ones. Lord, we know that you are able to come the storms of life. We ask, Lord, that your hand of protection be upon them. Give them the strength and the comfort they need in this time and in this hour. Be with the leaders of this church. Pray, Lord, that thou hands continue to be upon them that they may lead thy peoples in a way that's pleasing and acceptable in thy sight. We pray, Lord, thy blessing be upon thy manservant as he break unto us the bread of life. As, Lord, you bring back to his remembrance the thing that he studied, that he might touch our hearts, that we may be better Christians in the future, than we have been in the past. Bless him. Keep us close to thee. Lord, when it's yours to call and we must answer. Pray that we have lived the life that thou might say well done, thou good and faithful servant. In the name of him that took spittle and put it in a blind man's eyes. And he came back seeing. In the name of him that called Lazarus from the dead. In the name of him that gave up his son to die for our sins. In the name of your son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you'd like to mark it, our song of invitation will be page 798. If you'd like to mark it, our song of invitation will be page 798. Now at this time, let's please notice page 822, 822, Heaven Came Down. It will sing all three verses. found let's sing oh what a wonderful wonderful day day i will never forget after i wandered in darkness away jesus my savior i met oh what a tender compassionate friend he met the need of my heart 
Shadows dispelling with joy I am telling He made all the darkness depart Heaven came down and glory filled my soul When at the cross the Savior made me whole and my sins were washed away, and my night was turned to day. Heaven came down, and glory filled my soul. Born of the Spirit with life from above, into God's family divine, Justified fully through Calvary's love. Oh, what a standing is mine. And the transaction so quickly was made when as a sinner I came. Took up the offer of grace he did proffer. He saved me, oh, praise his dear name. Heaven came down and glory filled my soul. When at the cross the Savior made me whole, and my sins were washed away, and my night was turned to day. Heaven came down and glory filled my soul. Now I have a hope that will surely endure after the passing of time. I have a future in heaven for sure, there in those mansions sublime. And it's because of that wonderful day when at the cross I believe, riches eternal and blessings supernal from his precious hand I receive. Heaven came down and glory filled my soul. When at the cross the Savior made me whole, and my sins were washed away, and my night was turned to day. Heaven came down, and glory filled my soul. Heaven came down, and glory filled my Made me whole. And my sins were washed away. And my night was turned to day. Heaven came down and glory filled my soul. Good morning. Oh, there ought to be a smile on every face joy in every heart because God in his infinite wisdom has given us another opportunity to assemble ourselves here this morning for the purpose 
of worshiping him in spirit and in truth. It's one of the ways that, that we show our appreciation for the goodness of God. He is truly a good God. We say he always has been and always will be. And it is my prayer this morning that we have enough faith, that we have enough trust to understand and to know that whatever it is that's going on in our lives, whatever the circumstances are, that God is in control, that God is able, that nothing gets to us without first filtering through the hands of God. So wherever we are this morning, you're right where God wants you to be. A good God always has been. You've heard me say before that, that, that if it were possible for someone to pray us into heaven, I'd want Brother Otis to be the one that's praying for me. You, you, you may have seen me scrambling around this morning. I, I, I'm just so accustomed to having Brother Ernest sit down front and just giving him a piece of paper and say, here, here are the scriptures that I need you to read this morning. But as you see, Brother Otis, I mean, I'm sorry, Brother Ernest is not here this morning. So give thanks to Brother Moore. He's going to read for us this morning. Thanks be to God that, that, that he is able to do so and willing to do that as well. I want to let you know this morning, church, that, that God is not a God of shortcuts. Won't let that sink in. God doesn't always take us on the shortest or the easiest route. God doesn't take shortcuts. But see, when it, when it, when it comes to us, most of the time, we're in a hurry. We, we want to take the shortcuts. If, if traffic is backed up on the interstate, I'm constantly thinking that, that there has to be another way for me to get around this. There has to be a, 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 a shorter way for me to get to my destination. We're always in a hurry. But if we think about it, Sometimes I, I, I just like to let Sister Spivey drive, and, and, and when I'm sitting on the passenger side, it's amazing the things that you miss when you're driving. Because, see, when you're driving, you're focused on, on one thing. But, see, sometimes when you take the long way home, you get to see all the things that you missed. See, because typically growing up, we, we, we have a preset schedule of events. We say now when I finish high school, I'm going to do this. When I finish college, I'm going to do this. I, I, I'm, I'm going to get me a good job. I'm going to get me a good wife. And, I, and, and then we're, we're going to purchase our home and, and then we're going to do this. But life doesn't often follow our preset itinerary. So see, consequently, 
we may feel sometimes that, that we are just wandering in the wilderness on our own. Sometimes we feel that, that life has taken us in a different direction. It's taken us away from the planned course that we had plotted out. In other words, God has a different set of directions for us. See, God knows us better than we know ourselves. A lot of times we don't want to admit it. And see, and because God knows us better than we know ourselves, it's God that we need to let direct our steps. For the Bible says what? It is not within man to direct his steps. And we've got to understand that sometimes when, when, when we try to plot out our own steps, we don't end up where God has wanted us to end up. See, anytime we try to plot our steps, we take a detour sometimes from what God has planned for us. Sometimes it, we, we have to understand that, that when we plot our course, our course sometimes takes us away from where God would have us to be. Because, see, our way of thinking is not God's way of thinking. I finished high school with honors. I go to college, I get my degree, and I graduate with honors. I get a nice six-figure job, and I'm on my way. Life is everything that I wanted it to be, and I begin to say, ah, I did this, and, 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 and I did that, and we don't seem to understand that I sometimes pulls us in a different direction than where God would have us to be. We say it took me a long time to get here, but I done it. That's not necessarily the case. We need to understand, church, that God does not take shortcuts, and we need to understand this. Sometimes God takes us the long way home. Let's use for a topic this morning, the long way home. Because you see, when God takes us the long way home, it may be that God is trying to show us that, see, without my direction, you can't make it. Without my guidance, you can't make it. And see, and, and while you're going on the long way home, God has the possibility and God has the, God has the time now to show you some things that we miss when we take shortcuts. Our scriptural text that was taken from Exodus chapter 3, verse 8, it says, Now so I have come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians. Why? Because I want to bring them up out of that land into a spacious land. A land that's what? That's flowing with milk and honey, the home of the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Pezzarites, Hivites, Jebusites. You see, what God was trying to do was God was trying to take them from a place of bondage to a land of milk 
than honey. And if you know anything about the story, the people began to murmur. They began to complain. And during this journey, they said, you know what? It may even have been best if we go back to where we used to be. Because, see, we had this when we were there. We had that when we were there. But now that we're on this journey, we're missing some of the things that we had before. The same thing that plagued the people of God back then is the same thing that plagues the people of God now. We're not satisfied sometimes with what God provides for us. We always want what we used to have. And as a child of God, that ought not be the case, as Brother Cheeks used to say. Once again, if you know anything about the story, whatever the people needed on the journey, God provided. But you had to be obedient. Our next scriptural text was taken from Exodus chapter 13, verses 17 and 18. And here the Bible says, then it came to pass. When Pharaoh had let the people go, that God did not lead them by the way of the Philistines, although it was near. It was closer to go the way by the Philistines, but God said, lest perhaps the people change their minds. When they see war, and they may want to return to Egypt. So what did God do? God led the people around by the way of the wilderness, leading them down to the Red Sea, and the children of Israel went up in orderly ranks out of the land of Egypt. So in other words, God took them the long way. But in taking them the long way, Brother Taylor, he had a purpose and he had a plan. I want you to turn with me now. I want you to be patient. I want you to go to Jeremiah chapter 29, verse number 11. And then from there, I want us to back up to Jeremiah chapter 10 and verse number 23. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. So let's hold on right there. We see God says, now I have a plan for you. God has a plan for each one of us this morning, church. He has a plan for your life. Now, when we get to Jeremiah 10 and 23, what does it say, bro? Oh, Lord, I know the way of man is not in himself. Mm -hmm. It is not in man who walks to direct his own steps. So what are we saying? Now, we're saying that God has a plan, right? Now, if God has a plan, he has to have some steps to put in place for that plan. Because, see... You can have a goal, but if you don't have a plan to reach that goal, you know what it is? It's just wishful thinking. The Cowboys and the Titans, you knew I was coming. At the beginning of the season, the goal was to get to the Super Bowl. But right now, it's just wishful thinking. I'm looking at Brother Glenn. It's just wishful thinking, church. And while we're right there, I just got to throw this in. See, it doesn't matter 
about the king sometimes. It's all about the subjects. Y'all will get that going home. God has a purpose. God has a plan when he takes you the long way home. What are you saying, Brother Spivey? This is what I'm saying. As we get into the lesson this morning, it's going to be key for us to understand that we too now as children of God, we have a promised land that we're trying to get to. We have a Canaan that we're trying to get to. We have a land that's filled with milk and honey that we're trying to get to, and that land is called heaven. So in other words, God still has a plan for us today. God still has a purpose for us today. How well are we sticking to the plan? Are we committed to the purpose? Because we want to complain about what's going on in the world. We want to complain, but we don't want to dedicate ourselves to change. Oh, the world is in a messed up state. Yes, the world will always be in a messed up state. Because, see, for us, we're just passing through. If we get too comfortable, if we get too complacent in the world today, you know what it does? It diminishes our desire to make heaven our home. And then getting home, church. God doesn't take shortcuts. We got to understand this now, that when Moses began to lead the people out of Egypt, he could have made it to Canaan in from seven to ten days. In seven to ten days. If he had taken a different route. But what did God say? God says, I, I, I don't want to take the people that route. Because, see, if I take them that route, by the way of the Philistines, see, war may change their minds. And they may want to go back to where they were before. So, see, you may be trying to get somewhere this morning. You may have plotted out your course to get somewhere this morning, but God is saying, no, that's not the route I want you to take because there are some things that will be in your way that will deter you from where I want you to go. You can say, God, but, but, but I, I wanted that, that $90,000 job over here. I, I, I want that. But God says, no, you need to be content with this $50,000 job, job over here because the circumstances are better. You may have a job where you're making $90,000 a year. And that may not be where God wants you to be. And if you don't move yourself, God has a way of moving you on. But at the same time, God closes this door. Before this one shuts lock, another one is opened over here. That's the God that I serve. But sometimes we don't want to trust him. We want both doors to be open at the same time. So I can teeter-totter back and forth.
what could have been a seven or ten day journey ended up being a 40 year journey. But when two of them got there, <laughs> it was worth the journey. Moses didn't choose the route. Moses wasn't lost. Moses wasn't confused. Moses was doing what God had told him to do. God set the course for this. And God guided them every step of the way. But the question is, why is it that God chose such a long route when there was a shorter route that could have been taken? That's what I want us to look at this morning. First thing, when we look at this lesson, when God was leading the people out, we need to understand, church, that God knows what he's doing. This was no accident. God knows exactly what he's doing. In Exodus chapter 13, verse 18, it says, now who led the people? It says now, so God led the people. Not really Moses. The Bible says, now God led them. You know what we say sometimes? We say now, <laughs> the will of God would not take us where the grace of God cannot protect us. So if God led them this way, this is the way God intended for them to go. He said he led them around by the desert toward the Red Sea. Now, see, even in times in our lives, church, where going the long way home doesn't make sense to us. Now, there's a difference between wondering and wandering. See? Now, sometimes you can do both at the same time. I'm wondering, and I'm wondering what it is God wants me to do. And see, sometimes that's where we find ourselves at. But these people were being led by God. So while they were wondering, they were still being led. And see, there's no need to wonder when God is leading you somewhere. Because everything you need, God is going to provide. Even though, church, when it seems like what we're going, what we're going through and what we're doing doesn't make sense. We know from the word of God that he has a plan and he has a purpose. So it doesn't need to make sense to us if it makes sense to God. Whatever it is I'm going through, if I'm called according to his purpose, and I love him, Romans 8 and 28 says, all things are going to work for my good, church. You ever thought about that? All things. So if I lose something today and I'm called according to his purpose, and I love God, even though I lose something today, something over here is coming to fill that void. you got to trust him. You got to hang on. 
Sometimes God is not a quick fix God, church. Sometimes God wants you to see some things. Sometimes we get confused when we say, well, you know, God chastises me because he doesn't love me. It's just the opposite. God chastises this church because he loves us. Chastisement has a way of getting you back in line. But see, but we got to know this. We got to understand how God works sometimes. I'd much rather be a person that has everything I need than all that I want. But now God is so good. God provides everything that we need, and sometimes he gives us some things that we want. That's the goodness of God. But now God can give you some things that you want, but if you can't handle those things, God has the propensity to take those things back. And when he takes them back, it doesn't mean that, that, that they're gone forever. God just says, you can't handle this right now, so, so let me put this over here for you. And when you show me that you can, then here, take this back. We have to understand also, church, that God leads our way. He leads our way. In the same chapter of Exodus, Exodus 13, when we get down to verse 21, Exodus chapter 13, verse 21, I want you to catch this now. It says, by day, the Lord went ahead of them and a pillar of cloud to do what? To guide them on their way by night and a pillar of fire to give them light. See, sometimes we miss that. God does two things. He gives them direction and he gives them light. Because see, God knows us, church. He, he, he knows how we think sometimes. We can say, well, I, I, I knew what direction to go in, but I got off track because I didn't have enough light. But now God says, I'm going to give you direction. And I'm going to give you light. So see, we really don't have an excuse now because see, this is the way, and, and, and now here's the lamp. So you can see step by step where it is you need to go and where it is I want you to go. So you see, God directs our steps. He leads us to where he wants us to go. In other words, God would never leave us, church, to defend for ourselves. God will never let us struggle continuously by ourselves. Now, we may not see him in a pillar of light, but we do have his word. We do have the Holy Spirit to guide us. We do have the Holy Spirit to give us wisdom and to provide direction for us. So see, we never have to fear. See, God does a lot of things. God goes on before us. Remember we had to turn paraclete where he walks beside us. And he also brings up the rear behind us. 
So in other words, remember back in Job where Satan says, I can't get to him because you put a hedge around him. God does his children the same way. He hymns us in. That's what he did for the children of Israel. He hymned them in. That's what God does. Uh, Brother Tyler, can you go to Deuteronomy chapter 31 and verse 6? Be strong and of good courage. Do not fear nor be afraid of them. For the Lord your God, he is the one who goes with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Whoo! That should make us feel good this morning. Because see, whatever it is, I get myself into sometimes. Whatever it is life throws at me, I'm never going through that by myself. I've got somebody that's going to stick with me closer than a brother. So no matter where I go, and it's not in a sinful condition or a sinful state, God is going to be right there with me. I've got the Holy Spirit. I've got the indwelling. And it's telling me, Brother Spivey, you ought not do that. Brother Spivey, you ought not say that. So I have direction. I have guidance. I have light. But what I don't have is an excuse. To sum all of this up, what God does for us in your own time, Brother Taylor, I'm not going to ask you to read this, is the 23rd Psalm. He is my shepherd. I shall not want. We can stop right there because, see, that sums the whole thing up. He is my shepherd. He's guiding me. He's opening up the gate. He's closing the gate behind me. And every good sheep knows the voice of the shepherd. He is my shepherd. I shall not want. Even then, he says what now? He leads me. Every good sheep follows the shepherd. God takes us the long way home sometimes. The next thing that we can learn from, from, from the, them wandering from 40 years, church, is that God is able to turn the hearts of kings. God is able. So I used to get upset when I would watch the news and I would say, well, the world is this, the world is that. Man is doing this and man is doing that. And I felt a lot better when I came to the conclusion that no matter whatever man thinks or does, God is still in control. Man can't do any more than God allows him to do. But God is able to turn the hearts of kings. God holds everything in his hand. And if God wants to, he can turn every evil thought that every leader has into a thought of goodness if he wanted to. The Bible tells me he is the king of kings. He is the Lord of lords. But now, let me show you what God had to do to, to, to make his plan and his purpose all work out. In Exodus 14, chapter 14, and verse 4, he says, now, and I will... Harden Pharaoh's heart. Why, God? Because God has a purpose and he has a plan. And the hardening of Pharaoh's heart was part of the plan. He says, now, 
I'm going to harden Pharaoh's heart, and he's going to pursue them. Now, when all of this is said and done, he says, now I'm going to gain glory for myself. How are you going to get that glory, God? Because of what I'm going to do to Pharaoh. What the people are going to see me do to Pharaoh. You've got to envision what's going on here. The people are leaving. And they think they're free now from bondage. They've taken the spoils of the land with them. And they're marching out. But now, all of a sudden, they look behind them. And Pharaoh is coming. Can you imagine what their thoughts were then? It went from them being joy and jubilant to, uh-oh, They coming. They are coming. But now, when you read a little bit further, you says now, the Bible says now that, that, that the sea departed. And they walked through one dry land. Now, can you just imagine when the last person steps out? And Pharaoh is coming in his army. And then everything comes back. Can you imagine how big <clears throat> their eyes got? Pharaoh is no more. Can you imagine that? What was after them is no more. And who gets all the glory? God gets the glory. God is able to turn the hearts of kings. God is also able to work in different ways. Because see, when we see obstacles, God sees opportunities. When the children of Israel got to the Red Sea, they saw an obstacle. We can't go any further. God saw it as an opportunity. It's an opportunity for the people now to see what I can do. It's an opportunity for the people now to restore their trust and their faith in me. And when they saw what had happened, It motivated their faith. That's why it's important, church, when God does something for us in here, that we tell somebody about it. God blesses me in a way that you need to be blessed. It, it encourages your faith because since we know God is not a respect to a people or person, if he did it for me, he'll do it for you. How do we know God is able? Ephesians 3 and 20. Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20 lets me know that God is able. What we got, brother T? Now to him who, who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think. And we can stop right there. He's able to do what? 
to do more than I could ever ask for. He's able to do more than I can ever phantom in my mind. That's the God that we serve. And so when we get here, church, we can either do like the people of Israel did. We can either focus on the problem or we can choose to trust in God. Now, you remember, because now the people begin to, to doubt their leader. The people begin to question their God. They begin to complain. They begin to grumble. And at the last, when, when, when the Pharaoh was closing in on them, they panicked. These are all human characteristics. But see, God didn't get mad at the people for being human. God just says, all I want you to do is just trust in me. The Lord, church, will fight for you. The Bible says here in Exodus 14 and 14, he says, now, you just need to be still. Moses told the people, just be still, be quiet and what? And listen and watch. And let God be God. He's able. So why not let him just be God? He says, now be still, be quiet, and just listen and watch and let God work for you. Ooh, church. Sometimes you don't understand how God works. Sometimes you need to be still and just listen. And sometimes you need to get up off your rear end and put some stuff in motion. There's a time for both. There's a time for you to be quiet and listen, and you're going to see there's a time for you to get up and move on. You remember Peter? Peter says, Lord, if it's you, bid me to come. He says, it's me, Peter. Peter stepped up. Peter began to walk on the water because he was focused on Christ. But when he took his eyes off of Christ, was when the problem began. So, so God is just saying now, just stay focused on me. Put your trust in me and just stay focused on me. We need to also understand, church, that, that now prayer is vital, like we said before. But sometimes we just need to get moving. In Exodus chapter 14 and verse 15, we're going to see that God may sometimes ask for our stillness. He may sometimes ask for our trust, but other times he'll say, you know what, you need to get going. God told Moses, he said, now why are you crying out to me? Tell the Israelites to move on. It's important to listen for his voice sometimes, church. And when you understand what it is that God is saying, God will never lead you into a state of confusion. He will always give you assurance and clarity. There are some times in life where we pray about a decision. 
And even though God has shown us what to do, and this is where I found myself recently, God has shown us what to do, we get stuck along the way. So we just say, you know what? I'm going to continue to pray about it. Instead of me moving forward on what God has already spoken on, God has already shown us the direction he wants us to go in, but because we doubt, we say, I'm going to continue to pray about it. God has already told us what he wants us to do. If we ask him for wisdom to know the right step to take, he'll always provide us direction. As we said before, as one door closes, he opens up another. And I was upstairs this morning reading over this, and, and, and I just began stomping my feet. And, and Sister Spivey says, you okay up there? And I says, yeah. It just hit me. This was for me. I got a new job now. A couple weeks ago, I asked some of you to pray for me. And one of my prayers was, God, show me direction. Show me where you want me to go. And I got calls from, from different places. Went on different interviews. And, 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 I, and I'm just saying, God, I'm still confused. I don't know what it is you want me to do. I put my two-week notice in at my old job. And because I wouldn't turn all my information over to them, you know what they told me? They said, well, today can be your last day. Turn all your equipment in. I said, okay. Corey comes in. He's been looking for another job. He says, Daddy, I got the job. While we're rejoicing with him, my phone rings. And she says, all right, all right. I said, yes, ma'am. She says, I got some good news for you. She said, you can start Monday morning. And I said, now, ain't God good? I was torn between two or three places, wondering which one, which direction to go in. And God says, I've already told you. He's a good God, church. But see, it didn't come right when I wanted it. It took me the long way around to show me that I'm still in control. We need to understand, church, that God will always work on our behalf. But he asked for our obedience. Before the Red Sea parted, God talked to Moses. God says, now Moses, I want you to raise your staff. Stretch out your hand. Now had Moses not done what God commanded him to do, only God knows what would have happened. But because Moses did what God told him to do, it says that he called an east wind to come. And it separated. Woo, can you envision this? It's separated, so the people are able to do what? This is what baffled my mind. It says the people were able to walk through on dry land. No mud on their sandals. Dry land. That lets me know that a child of God is not meant to waddle in the mud, church. They're able, with the help of God, to always walk through on dry land. Because he is a God, church, that is able Tell somebody what he's done for you. 
Don't be ashamed of what God has done for you. Even if God takes you the long way home, when you get home, rejoice and tell somebody, I made it home. There's always comfort in knowing someone made it home. When Courtney gets home every evening, last thing we do is we call and we say, we send a text and we say, did you make it? She says, yeah, I'm in, Daddy. Now I can close my eye. She's made it home safely. God is able, church, to do that. God will always stand between us and the enemy. We never have to fight alone. He'll send his angels to not only watch over us, but he'll send his angels to fight for us. He loves us that much. He desires to protect us that much. In Exodus 14, verse 19, it says, Then the angel of God, withdrew and went behind them. The pillar of cloud also moved from in front and it stood behind them. In other words, he continues to hem them in from every side. But everything moved from the front to the back. It put a buffer between Pharaoh and the people. One could not see the other. God is a good God, church. And see, sometimes we want to try to fight our own battles. Turn it over. Turn it over to God. And let God be God. God has a way, church. I love the analogy. I, I don't know if Brother McClain probably seen this. When a mother hen sees danger overhead, she gathers all her chicks and she spreads out her wings. And she tucks them all up under her wings. That's the God that I serve, that when troubled times are coming, he says, come here, let me be your stronghold. Come here, let me be your fortress. He'll spread out his wings. All we have to do is take refuge upon the limb. Brother Taylor, show him what I'm talking about. Let's go over to Psalm 91 and 4. You got it? He shall cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. That's all we need, church. As long as we got a place of refuge, and we know that it's in Christ Jesus. As we come to a conclusion, we can take refuge in knowing, church, that God is a never-changing He's always the same yesterday, today, and forever. So what are you saying, Brother Spivey? This is what I'm saying. The same God that led the people. The same God that told Moses to hold up your staff. The same God that parted the Red Sea. The same God that let the people walk through on dry land. 
the same people that swallowed up Pharaoh, the same people, same God that brought salvation to his people back then is the same God that's doing the same thing for his people today. You may have some red seas in front of you this morning. But know that God is able to part it, to make a way for you to walk on through. You may be wandering this morning in the wilderness of sin. Without direction. Without purpose this morning. But James says now, if you draw nigh to God, God would draw nigh. To you. Now, no one has ever begun a journey without taking the first step. The first step is for you to believe who God is. And he's God all by himself. You got to understand that. You got to understand who he is, know what he is. The best way for you to draw nigh to him is to be in Christ Jesus. John 14 and 6 says now, Christ says, I am the way, the truth, and the light, and no one cometh to the Father except by me. And this is the point that we're going to have to understand. You can't go through something without, first of all, being in it. So how do I get in Christ Jesus? Romans 6, 3 through 5 says, Know ye not that so many of you that were baptized into Christ were baptized into his death. So how do I get into Christ? I got to be baptized into him. How do I get closer? How do I even have a chance of getting close to God? I got to be in Christ Jesus. And to sum it all up, You can never win if you don't have a plan. God has a plan. It's the plan of salvation. You simply have to hear the word. Believe what you've heard. Repent of your sins. Confess Christ as being the son of the true and living God. And then be baptized for the remission of those sins. If you find yourself this morning in a lost condition and you're tired of wandering in the wilderness, you can come home, church. You've been wandering for a long time. You've taken a long way home. Now won't you come and put them on in the watery grave of baptism? If you've done that and you're here this morning and you stepped out of the light and you need to get some things right in your life, this is your opportunity to do so. And don't tarry long, because the Bible says today is the day of salvation. We got to understand that a day will come when time will be no more. No more tomorrows, no more todays, only yesterday. So today is your day of salvation. Will you come? Will you respond accordingly as we ask you to stand and come? As we extend the invitation, will you come, please? Do we have one this morning that needs to get things right with God?
Don't leave here in a lost condition, church. If you stepped out of line, this is your time. Don't be ashamed of what others may think. It's your relationship with Christ Jesus that's important. So will you come this morning? Look ever to Jesus. Let there be another this morning. God has been too good. If you just want to say thank you, God. So why don't you Do we have another this morning? The Savior to help He's you able. strength and keep Do we have another this morning? Don't be ashamed, church. God is too good to let an opportunity pass by. Let him work in your life. Is there another? Let there be another this morning. God has been too good, Hearted and true, look ever to Jesus, he'll carry you through. So why don't you ask the Savior to help you comfort, strengthen, and keep you is willing to aid you. He will carry you through. To him that overcometh God giveth a crown. Through faith we shall conquer Though often cast down, he who is our Savior, our strength will renew. Look ever to Jesus, he'll carry you through. So why don't you ask? The Savior to help you comfort, strengthen, and keep you. He is willing to aid you. He will carry you through. So why don't you ask the Savior to help you comfort? First strength and keep you. He is willing to aid you. He will carry you through. Well, thank you for listening, church. And since we weren't here last week, I just took some time back from last week for the day here. <clears throat> but <clears throat> I just want you to kind of understand and just kind of think about this. This Christian journey. It's a long journey. And God will take us the long way home sometime. Yeah. Don't complain about it. Right. Just take time to enjoy the blessings. Because truly, he blesses us 
every single day. So since we don't know when he's coming back, when Christ is coming back, just take time to enjoy the journey. Thank you for listening, church. Let the church say amen. amen. Aren't you glad you came today? The long way home. You know, I don't think many of us would even consider walking or driving home blindfolded, even if somebody was guiding you. And yet, on the spiritual side, that's exactly what God wants us to do. <laughs> you see, we walk by faith and not by sight. God is trying to direct our steps. And if we follow him, we can make it, y'all. But if we look at our own sight, we're going to mess up every time. <laughs> Thank you, Brother Spivey. Wonderful message. The long way home. It may take you a little longer, <laughs> but that's all right. I'd rather take longer and get to the right place <laughs> than to follow your GPS and wind up in a dead-end street <laughs> or eternity of hell, hell fire. We don't want that. <laughs> so let's take the long way home, y'all, and follow God. Thank you, Brother Spivey. Wonderful message. We have those that have come to make their wishes known. Sister Darlene Thompson is coming stating that uh, she is asking for the prayers of the church. She is stating that uh, her and her girls, they just want to make sure that they are uh, doing the right things and following God. And they're asking that we pray for them. Brother David Pope, so good to say that now, Brother David Pope II, is asking for the prayers of the church for Haley McLean and family and for strength for her uh, and her family and her sister. Also, Sister Andrea Shelton is coming and she has asked for the prayers of the church for Lisa Myers she lost her grandmother, uh, Jettestine, and she's asking that we keep Lorenzo in prayers and asking for strength uh, also for herself as well. And Sister Pillar is coming stating that she is sin, and she is asking for the prayers of the church, uh, not only for her, but also for her family. And she just wants everybody to know that she loves everyone. She loves us all. Uh, all of her sisters and her brothers. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we are so thankful for this message that you put upon your servant's heart. We ask, Heavenly Father, that you would continue to guide us and, and lead us, Heavenly Father. Help us that we can be able to get home and be with thee one day for an eternity. We ask, Heavenly Father, that you would continue to bless your servant and Bless all of those that try to bring thy word and break it unto others. We ask that you would please help us as hearers, that we would take these messages and not just keep them to ourselves, but take them out to our dying and perishing world. We ask, Heavenly Father, that you would please bless all of those that have 
come to make the request known today. Those that are asking for the forgiveness of sins, we ask that you would please forgive them and forgive us all, Father, for we all have come short of thy glory. We ask, Heavenly Father, that you would please strengthen them all, all of those that are dealing with family members that they have lost, those that have lost their grandmothers, Heavenly Father, and, and their mothers and their husbands, their wives, their children, Father. We just ask that you would please bless them and comfort them in a way that only you can. We ask, Heavenly Father, that you would please help us all as we try to navigate through this time of pandemic, Heavenly Father, and help us to, to be able to come out the other side, Heavenly Father, and let it be all right if it be thy will. We know so many, Heavenly Father, that, have, that were not able to make it through. We ask that you would please bless their families. Bless those, Heavenly Father, that are even in hospice care at this point. We know, Heavenly Father, and we ask that you would please heal them and bring them back if it be thy will. But if not, we ask that you'd guide them through. We ask, Heavenly Father, that you would just be with us all. Help us to do those things that would be pleasing in that sight and let go of those things that would hinder between us and thee. We ask, Heavenly Father, that you would just continue to guide us. We want to thank you for everything, Heavenly Father, and we just, just can't say thank you enough. We want to say thank you most of all for thy son and letting him die for us that we may have a right to the tree of life. Continue to guide us and be with us all. Bless all whom you will in the name of Christ. Amen. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now am found. Was blind, but now I see. T'was grace that taught my heart to fear and grace my fears relieved how precious did that grace appear the hour I first believe. We want to thank Brother Sorry for that message. Now, at this moment, as we focus on the collection and the death, the burial, resurrection of our Lord, Savior Jesus Christ, let's please notice page 511. 511. Off we come together. We'll sing all three verses. All found? Let's sing. Off we come together, off we sing and pray. Here we bring our offering, all 
on this holy day, but Lord, thy love to see. May we all in truth and spirit worship thee. May we keep in memory all that thou hast said. May we truly worship as we eat the bread. Help us, Lord, thy love to see. May we all in truth and spirit worship thee. May we all in spirit all with one accord take this cup of blessing given by the lord help us lord thy love to see may we all in truth and spirit worship According to 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 6 and 7, it reads, But this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap sparingly, and he which soweth bountifully shall reap bountifully. Every man, according as he purposed in his heart, let him give, not grudgingly, or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. Let us pray. Then the Father would like to thank you for the collection that has been taken up. We pray that those that gave, gave from the heart and gave in a purpose, purpose that is well pleasing to you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Uh, before we do the Lord's Supper, let everybody prepare their uh, the emblem. Now we come to the part of the worship where we should remember our Lord and Savior until he comes again. According to Matthew 26 and verse 26, it reads, and as they was eating, Jesus took bread, blessed it, and broke it, and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. Verse 27 and 28. He took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to him, saying, Drink ye all of it. For this is my body, <clears throat> of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I'd like to thank you for the body and the blood of your Son, that we do this in remembrance of him for what he did as he suffered and died on the cross. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. You may take out the bread.
Thank you, Ankur. Now, this concludes this part of the worship. Let's bring the service to a close. Let's please notice page 660. 660, there is a habitation. And we've seen the first two verses. The first two verses. All found, let's please stand and sing. There is a habitation built by the living God for all of every nation who seek that grand abode. Oh, Zion, Zion, I long thy gaze to see. Oh, Zion, Zion, when shall I dwell in a city with foundations, firm as the eternal throne. Nor wars, nor desolations shall ever move a stone. Oh, Zion, Zion, I long thy gaze to see. Oh, Zion, Zion. When shall I dwell in thee? Let us all pray. Our Father in heaven, we come to you saying thank you. Father, thank you for you providing everything that we need more than what we want. Father, we thank you for food, clothing, and shelter. Most importantly, Father, we thank you for you sending your only begotten son across for our sins, and for that we say thank you. At this time, Father, thank you for this worship service that we've had this morning. Uh, thank you for the singing, the praying. We thank you for the lesson by uh, Brother Spavi, um, titled A Long Way Home. Father, we pray that through our ups and downs, we pray that through the various challenges, Father, that we face in life, that you will continue to show us the way and that we may listen and also follow your God, Father. Uh, Father, also, Father, I want to pray for those who may have lost loved ones, Father, please, uh, be with the families during, during, during the times of um, bereavement, Father, and we pray that we may be of comfort too, Father, um, as well. Father, please be with us throughout the week that we may continue to be a light to others and that you may grant us traveling grace, Father. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. amen.